Amen, amen. Thank you, Sir William. Some of these things at times might seem disjointed, but I can see a number of things the Lord is saying and doing in this service already, and and uh, and that's that's what we kind of look for. Especially, you know, these services can go any different direction, and what we look for is inspiration, and uh, and look for it in your own life too. Inspiration for now, uh, and sometimes it's one thing is for one person, and something is for some someone else. That totally messes with my brain as a logical, you know teacher of the word, <laughs> but I'm also paying attention in here, you know, it's like earlier when we were praying and we were, you know, believe, saying, I believe I receive, and, uh, you know, as soon as I, this came up in my heart, you heard, and many of us said, it is so, it's just like, wow, look at that, you know, all of a sudden there's an anointing on a little phrase, You'll find that will work that way sometimes in your own prayer life, in your own walk with God. You're worshiping the Lord, and, and He will actually give you a phrase. He'll give you a word. And when you say it, there's something special about it. I mean, it may not even have a chapter and verse, but it's, a, it's an anointed word for you at the moment. And when you say it, there's faith behind it. There's inspiration. So what should I do when that happens? I'd probably say it until you... You know, you can't anymore. <laughs> Just let it keep flowing out of you. Your faith will go up. You'll find the anointing will increase in manifestation when you do. Amen? Amen. I can see that the Lord is working in, in some individuals some changes tonight. Uh, some things are being altered. Some things are being rearranged. If you'll pay attention to that, he'll lead you and, uh, and, and make some appropriate changes. That'll be good. Praise God. Amen. Let me share a couple of, uh, words with a couple of scriptures with you. Uh, if you have a Bible, uh, go to the book of Acts, Acts chapter 10. Do you know where Acts is? Acts, the 10th chapter. And uh, do you, I don't know if you're familiar with what happened in, in the whole chapter we won't read the whole chapter but if you're familiar you might remember this story uh that peter um had this vision had this uh, uh well he fell into a trance and and saw this big sheet uh that the lord in this on this big sheet were all these animals that jews were not allowed to eat right because they were against the law uh, law of moses unclean animals and the lord said rise peter kill and eat he said no lord i've never touched anything like that and the lord basically said don't call unclean or common what i've called clean and uh and so he was getting a revelation basically about the gentiles coming into the kingdom that the gospel could be shared the lord wanted the gentiles to be saved as well and and uh then there's a whole story about him going and and the Spirit of God falling on these Gentile believers. Uh, but look at verse 34. There's verse 34. It says, Then Peter opened his mouth and said, In truth, I perceive that God shows no partiality. But in every nation, whoever fears him and works righteousness is accepted by him. Uh, notice notice the, the language there. Peter said, I, in truth, I perceive that God doesn't have favorites, doesn't show partiality. Now, this is Peter. 
He's kind of a big deal, right? He walked with Jesus, one of the twelve, right? He was, uh, of course, he had these rough times denying the Lord and so forth, but he was restored. Day of Pentecost, filled with the Spirit, and of course, he preached that uh, great message on the day of Pentecost, and, and uh, uh, you know, thousands of people were saved, and uh, so he's no, you know, he's got the relationship with the Lord, right? Jesus said, love, love, do you love me, Peter? Yes, you love me, Peter. Feed my sheep. Lots of conversations with the Master before and after the resurrection. But you think about this. Peter said, in truth, all these years later, I perceive there's no partiality with God. What does that mean? That means just before this, he thought there was partiality with God. Peter, he's been walking with the Lord for a while. Pretty sure he's got a good prayer life. He, we know he speaks in tongues. We know he preaches with power and authority. We know he raises up crippled people at the gate beautiful and miracles and signs and wonders. And he's one of the, he, he's one of the main uh, preachers in the early church, one of the main apostles. And yet just before this, if you had asked Peter about people who weren't Jews being saved, he'd have said, no, no, the Lord doesn't want them. <laughs> just consider that. He had a great relationship with God. And he would have said, oh, yeah, if you're not a Jew, it stinks to be you because you can't be saved. He would have said that until here. And the Lord changed him. The Lord changed his mind about this. Was he a bad person before? No, he was just wrong. He was wrong about stuff. He still had a relationship with God. But he was still wrong about some things. And he was serving the Lord in good conscience. He wasn't intentionally wrong. Hopefully none of us are intentionally wrong about stuff. Right? But that's kind of a big deal there. I mean, today he would be labeled a racist. Wouldn't he? I mean, in essence, that's what that is. And yet he had a great relationship with God. He just didn't know. Until the Lord helped him to see something. The Lord showed him something. See, that both gives me concern and assurance at the same time. Meaning, I have a relationship with God. I'm not intentionally, you know, not doing something or not knowing something or... uh, But I can see the Lord will allow us to have a good relationship with him even though we're wrong about things. At the same time, I don't want to be wrong, so I want to continually put myself in a place of prayer and seeking him and worshiping him so that if I am wrong about something, he can show me. And he can tell me, no. And maybe I come away one day saying, hey, you know what? Do you know what I found out? (laughs) You know, the Lord loves Wade too. (laughs) And so I think, you didn't know that? No, no. Just didn't know that. <laughs> I mean, it could be something that others might say, really? Seriously, if we were to go back in time, Peter, seriously, you really, th- you really thought that like yesterday? You really thought everyone outside of the nation of Israel, that, that, that they couldn't be saved? Yeah, I thought that. <laughs> and it took a long time to convince other people to get on board with them too. 
They were all saved, filled with the Spirit, and totally wrong about some stuff. So possibly, maybe, we're not, we're hopefully we're not struggling with that issue, but maybe there are some things in our own lives, and we have a relationship with God, and we're saved, and we're doing the best we can, but we're totally wrong about some things. And so the Lord enlightens us. And he will. Look over at uh, 18. Chapter 18. Uh, Yeah, Acts 18 and verse 24. Acts 18, verse 24. Now a certain Jew named Apollos, born in Alexandria, an eloquent eloquent man and mighty in the scriptures, came to Ephesus. So obviously that's an outstanding characteristic of him. He's, he's He's a good speaker. He's eloquent, mighty in the scriptures. Uh, This man had been instructed in the way of the Lord and being fervent in the spirit. So he's knowledgeable. He's on fire. He's got zeal. He's got, he's a good Englisher, you know. Of course, they didn't speak English, you know, but (laughs) he was very verbose. And, uh, and, and he spoke and taught, look, accurately, he was accurate, accurately the things of the Lord, though he only knew the baptism of John. Well, that's kind of a big deal. But notice all the good things, mighty in the scriptures, he's eloquent, he's fired up, he, he, he's a good preacher, but he only knows... John's baptism. That's John the Baptist, you know. So he began to speak boldly in the synagogue. Here we go. He's bold. When Aquila and Priscilla, isn't that a great name for a husband and wife? What did their kids what were their kids' names? What? <laughs> all right. Aquila and you know, somehow some parents are crazy. They name all their kids with the same first letter. Uh, when Aquila and Priscilla heard him look they took him aside and explained to him the way of God more accurately so you can see some wisdom in there how many know they didn't go in correcting Mr. Bold Mighty in scriptures Mr. Eloquent in front of everybody (laughs) well what does that do well, that's often will put up a resistance. How many know preachers don't really enjoy being corrected anyway? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Did I say that out loud? <laughs> I meant some preachers. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, no one really likes to be called on something in front of everybody. So this is wisdom they're using here. They're saying, this guy's a good preacher. He has got some stuff, but he needs a few Bible lessons, Right? So they began to uh, explain to him the word of God more accurately. So again, what could be true in our lives? You could know the word, but not be super accurate. You could be more or less accurate in scriptures. Would Would that have an effect upon your life? It would. 
I mean, we're not studying these things for no, for no purpose. It is not of zero value that we learn and grow and increase in knowledge and understanding. It is of great value. All right? What you don't know, you can't believe. What you can't believe, you can't receive. No matter what God has done, no matter what he has provided, until I come into the light of the knowledge of that reality, it will escape my experience. It will elude my existence. Yeah? So to be accurate is something we should all seek after. I want to be precise. I want to be, I want to be right on. Not, not as an issue of pride and being, you know, more right than someone else. Just God is right. I want to, you know, his word is there for a reason. Okay. And, and but again, I, I make this point. Here's another person. There's a lot of good things said about him. He's doing some good stuff without knowing everything that he needs to know. But he ran up into this, and verse 27, And when he desired to cross to Achaia, the brethren wrote, exhorting the disciples to receive him. And when he arrived, he greatly helped those who had believed through grace. Notice, so he's greatly helping those who believed. For he vigorously refuted the Jews, uh, publicly showing from the scriptures that Jesus is the Christ. Now, it doesn't go into great detail as far as what he knew and what he didn't know, but he only knew the baptism of John. I'm assuming maybe that he was that he knew the gospel and had been saved, but just didn't know anything else. Uh, but it, it doesn't go into a lot of detail there, but it does show us that someone can be at a certain level, but they do need more. And one of the ways that, that, that the Lord takes a person from a place of ignorance is through a trance and a big sheet. In other words, it's a very spectacular way of having a revelation with all this figurative stuff going on, the Lord speaking. Sometimes he opens our eyes that way. And you know what? Other times, um, the way he does it is he uses someone else who knows something that we don't know. And they're able to, ha- to pull us aside and say, hey, have you considered, do you know about this? Let me talk to you about this. Let me take you beyond John's baptism. All right? Let me tell you what happened next. Let me tell you about, about baptism in water in the name of Jesus. Let me tell you about the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And it'll take, where you, take what you have, add to it, and perfect some things. Amen. But this is what we've got to be open to. Lord, I'm pretty sure I don't know everything. So I'm listening. I'm open. If there's a sheet, great. You know, if there's a dream, if there's that kind of revelation, great. Are there people that I should be listening to? All right. Should I be paying attention? Or should I just think, I'm pretty good. I mean, I'm a good preacher already. (laughs) You know, Apollo's here. I've got a commanding uh, presence when I speak. No, you need to know something else. You need to learn something else. And so be open to that. Amen. Look over at uh, uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 3.
1 Thessalonians chapter 3. And verse, verse 10. That's, of course, it's picking up kind of in the middle of the sentence, but Paul writing to the, the Christians in Thessalonica, he says, Night and day, praying exceedingly that we may see your face and perfect what is lacking in your faith. All right? So we see these are believers. These are saved people, but what's going on in their faith? They're lacking something. He didn't say they didn't have any faith. He didn't say they weren't saved. He didn't say they weren't going to heaven. He just said, listen, I'm praying to God that we can get over and, and get, get, get together with you because there are some things that are lacking. You lack something in your faith that we need to add to. Something needs to be added to you. So what, what would that result in? I mean, why why would someone who why would someone lack in their faith for one and then why would it be such a big deal? Why is he praying night and day? No small thing. Right? Kind of a big deal. He sees this as highly important. Why is it such a big deal that these these components be added? And so the reason someone would be lacking in their faith is because they don't know. It's similar to these other situations. They need a revelation. They might have a revelation that Jesus died for my sins. I'm going, you know, I'm born again. I'm going to heaven. But that's not all we need in life. That might get you, get you into heaven. But I need faith every day in many areas of my life to, be, to live in victory. To fulfill God's will. To live as a true Christian while I'm on the earth. I need faith in a lot of areas. And if I have a bunch of holes in my believing, they need fixed. I don't know that everyone has recognized that this is a, that this is a true principle. Because, hey, I have a relationship with God. I love the Lord just as much as anybody else. I know, but is it possible you have holes all over the place? That there are areas of your believing that are lacking. And if so, what's going to be the result? Well, when you have need, you don't, have, you don't believe correctly when you pray. There are certain activities you won't be able to be involved in. You won't be able to go and do because you lack faith in that area. You're just missing some revelations. You're, you've got some holes in, in your understanding. And so it's important to seek the Lord, and it's important to listen to Aquila and Priscilla. It's important to listen to Paul getting over to, to Thessalonica because there are some holes there. How many think it would be a, a good approach for us to say, Lord, is there any, anything lacking in my faith? And I'm asking you to fill them. I'm asking you to add to me and then trust him because he, he knows how this works. He'll give someone like me a word. He'll give, uh, he'll give other people, or he may talk to you directly. You may have visions and dreams, but he's going to fill in the gaps. Have you ever noticed in Scripture, I mean, this is one of the glaring things that we know about our day. Uh, you, you recall 1 Corinthians 13 says that we, uh, we know in part, we prophesy in part, but then we shall know as we are known, we shall see him face to face, talking about when we stand before the Lord. But here, 
We don't have all the parts. We don't know everything. There's obviously parts missing and lacking in our understanding. But that's not necessarily to tell us that, well, if you don't know, you just don't know. Nothing you can do about it. Because over and over in, in the New Testament, which is our part of the Bible, right? <laughs> and uh, over and over, we don't see that the emphasis of prayer in, in, in this part of the Bible is asking God to do stuff. But what the emphasis is in, in the, all the example prayers that we have, it is for God to show us stuff. Or another way to say it, for Him to give us the ability to see and know. Okay, Ephesians 1, the eyes of our understanding being enlightened. That He would give unto us a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. Not, Lord, move. Lord, heal. Lord, save. Lord, deliver. Lord, provide. Those aren't the prayers. Because from God's perspective, uh, see, He sees it all and everything's complete. Everything's done. And so the emphasis for the New Testament believer is like Apollos. Man, you're doing good. You just need to know some more. You got some things missing in your understanding. Just like the Thessalonians. There's something lacking in your faith. So our focus is recognizing that we see in part and know in part. But Lord, can I have some more parts? (laughs) What do I not see that I need to see? And I tell you, we need to understand his love. We need to understand his power. We need to understand our authority in Jesus' name. There's so many things. I don't know what necessarily I don't know. You don't necessarily know what you don't know sometimes. If you do, you can meditate on that in particular. But sometimes those things missing, it's like we need a messenger. That messenger could be an angel or something like that, but more typically, it's a preacher. More typically, it's someone who's more advanced in in a particular revelation than you are, and so the Lord will send them to us. Amen. So we we stay open. We say, Lord, send me a preacher. (laughs) Lord, send me a teacher. (laughs) Lord, send me someone with a revelation. Someone knows what I need to know, uh, but I'll take it any way I can get it. You, t- you talk to me, uh, I'm just open, open to receive, so I don't continue on in my life thinking everything's fine, everything's good, I-, I love the Lord, but I'm getting beat up all day long and my prayers aren't being answered. See, I mean, no, th- that scripture's not even in there. And you will call, and you're saved, you will call on the name of the Lord, and you will ask the Father in the name of Jesus, and He'll do nothing. <laughs> and He'll ignore you. And your life will be the same as before you prayed. That's not a verse. And so if that's our experience, that should clue us in. There's something lacking in my faith somewhere. I know some things and don't, you know, be thankful for what you know. Thank you, Lord, for what I know. I thank you every day and all the time. Praise God for what you've given me, what you've shown me. I appreciate that. Anything else? And then we pray, Lord, open my eyes. Enlighten my understanding. Open my heart to see and know. Amen. So we can grow. Thank you, Lord.
I tell you, he is much for us. He is much for us. Much for us to know, much for us to do, much for us to enjoy, to experience in this life. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Let's pray for a moment. I think that's good enough for now. And uh, let, let's just let's pray for a moment. I, I want to give you give you an opportunity. Let's do a uh, give you an opportunity to 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 seek the Lord regarding this. Let's just take a minute or two. Let's just seek the Lord regarding this. And what, what, what do you mean? Uh, ask the Lord to, to to show you. Ask the Lord to open your eyes, your spiritual eyes. Is what we're talking about. Eyes to see, ears to hear. Give you a heart full of revelation, filled with the knowledge of His will. Amen. In fact, in fact, stop for a moment. Don't pray yet. Pray for someone else first, would you? You don't have to. You don't have to touch them or anything. Just think about someone. Think about someone. Maybe someone in here, or maybe it's just Lord, the person next to me. Pray for them first. Ask the Lord to open their eyes. Ask the Lord to open their hearts. To fill in the gaps. Father, we thank you today. For one another, we pray first. For each other, we ask you first and foremost. That you would give unto, give unto them the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. Open their eyes. Father, perfect that which is lacking in their faith. Give them knowledge beyond. Give them revelation and understanding beyond where they currently are. Understanding of your will and your ways and your plan and your love and your power and your kingdom. And all that you want to do for their calling, for their assignment, for their purpose in life. Give them understanding so they can walk in the fullness of it. So they can walk in the light. Thank you, Father, for working in each one today. We trust you to open our eyes and show us the way. We trust you. With all of our heart we do and we believe, we receive. We thank you. Now ask for yourself as well. Ask for yourself. Lord, open my eyes. Give unto me knowledge and truth, understanding of you spirit of wisdom wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him help us to know Jesus help us to see what he has done for us help us to understand the power of the resurrection and understand our place in him father give us light give us revelation truth that makes us free may we be filled with the knowledge of your will so we can be all you've called us to be Fill in the gaps, we pray. Perfect that which is lacking in our faith. So we can make the changes and the adjustments that need to be made. So we can walk accurately, precisely, with greater understanding, greater knowledge, and walk in your best all the days of our lives. Not missing a beat, not missing a step. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for working in us today, for showing us the way, for teaching us, teaching us how to believe, teaching us what to believe, teaching us what to say. Thank you, Father, for guiding our way. Thank you for guiding our steps, making our paths, our pathway sure. We yield unto you. 
enable us to see. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. We give you the glory, Lord. We worship you today. Thank you for working in our hearts. Working in us. Working in us. Working in us. We thank you that you work in us. And you will complete the work. Finish the work. Finish the work will not be left undone. But you will finish the work until that day. So we can complete our assignment on the earth. We give you the praise. We give you the glory. We give you the honor and all the thanks. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, God is good. Praise God. Anybody blessed by being in the service tonight? Come on. Man, I'm glad I came. Glad I came to church. Well, if the Lord ministered something to you, acknowledge it before Him. Tell Him thanks. Always be appreciative for everything He says and does in your life, whether it's something very tangible and something articulate or something, you know, it's just strengthening or it's just a grace upon you to, to keep going. Acknowledge every good thing. In our world, we get accustomed to acknowledging bad stuff can't wait to tell someone what happened to us you wouldn't believe what happened to me today and it's always something negative how about we we flip that around and uh you can acknowledge anything good say thank you lord and maybe tell someone else about it thank you lord i for working in my life today i thank you for speaking to me and helping me and, uh, and he is amen amen we good we're good all right uh we will see you guys on sunday Blessings on your night.